Take a break from your busy schedule and join Harold Sala for Guidelines for Living. Second by second, 2,000 years have trickled through the hourglass of time since Jesus walked the shores of ancient Galilee and ministered to the crowds and healed the sick. Shortly after the resurrection of Christ, it was a faith-filled apostle who wrote, The light continues to shine in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it. John, of course, was saying that Christ has come as a light in a dark world. And along with his coming, God gave us a new purpose in living, a new hope to brighten your day. Two thousand years downstream from that, it takes even greater faith to believe that the darkness is really passing away. Many believe that the darkness of moral and spiritual decay that confronts us today is greater than in any period in history. We now have in our grasp weapons that are more powerful than the world has ever known before. There are enough hydrogen bombs stockpiled on both sides of the world, and now in many corners, to blow the entire world into chaos several times over. The situation today is something like the despair of a person at the bottom of a hundred-foot well, when the only real hope for escape comes from above. Three thousand years ago, David cried out, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It's in the midst of this world that we find ourselves struggling, trying to identify with God and to get through life. Question. How do you relate to the darkness that surrounds you where you are, your neighborhood, your office, your little world? Do you only curse it and wish that it were not there? Or do you light a simple candle, even a small one, which drives back the darkness? Have you forgotten the words of Jesus who said, You are the light of the world? As we move through a dark world, our purpose and function in life should be much like that of the old lamplighter who progressively moved through the streets lighting lamps. A little boy sitting at the window watched the old lamplighter go from lampstand to lampstand, and then he turned to his nurse and exclaimed, Look, look, there's a man punching holes in the darkness. How can it be better said? If you sit and only curse the darkness, you only add to your misery. The answer is to do something, no matter how insignificant it may seem, to punch a hole in the darkness. Friend, do you find yourself in a rather gloomy situation right now? In short, your task is to punch a hole in the darkness. Paul wrote these words, Be blameless and innocent, children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world. Remember, friend, the smallest light is greater than the most powerful darkness. You can be much like the man who was blind, but every day he shuffled to the same corner and he sat there begging. But as the sun began to sink in the western sky, the blind man took out a lantern, fumbled for a match, struck it, and then lit his lantern, adjusting the flame as best he could. People going by would say, Why would a blind man carry a lantern? Stupid thing! Why should he make a point to light it as the sun sets? I mean, after all, wasn't darkness and light all the same to this man? He even admitted that he could not tell the difference between light and darkness. Then why bother to light the lantern? It's simple, he replied. I light it so people won't stumble over me. Jesus said, A light in a world of darkness is the answer to the problem. 
Who knows, friend? As you light a lamp, that light may even keep someone from stumbling over you. You've just heard Guidelines for Living. For more practical and inspirational messages, visit guidelines.org. If you find our devotionals helpful and would like to share them with others, consider supporting our ministry with a donation. Again, that's guidelines.org. Thanks for listening to Guidelines for Living.